People have often asked me, why, at the age of 40, would you even want to do something like that? I can only make some guesses. Part of me thinks that if you don't take some risks and put yourself out on a limb for some adventures when you're a teenager, you'll do it later as an adult. And I had not been a risk-taker as a young person. It may also have to do with the fact that I'd always been strong and athletic and enjoyed mental and physical challenges. Plus, this was not my first time to repel. My first time was four years earlier at Hinton, Oklahoma's Red Rock Canyon, and from then on, I was hooked. So here I was, June 30th, 1979, in another beautiful canyon. The temperature that day would hit 110 degrees, even hotter than usual for a place that produces its fair share of summer scorchers. With a group of 17 OBU students, five other adults, and my 15-year-old daughter, Jaina, we had departed Shawnee before sunrise, cooked breakfast by the side of the road, and then entered the wildlife refuge and hiked into the canyon. We spent the day climbing to the top and rappelling down. It was a scorcher, but at the end of the canyon was a wonderful 40-foot swimming hole that provided a respite from the heat. About 3.30 in the afternoon, most of the students were cooling off in the water, and Paul Calmes, Minister of Education for Shawnee's First Baptist Church, and I climbed up the side of the cliff for one last time down. I remember leaning over to Paul as we stepped backwards off the cliff and saying teasingly, I bet I can beat you to the bottom. As I pushed off to begin my descent, little did I know that two hours later, I would go out in an Army helicopter piloted by an Army medevac team from nearby Fort Sill Military Reservation with multiple broken ribs and vertebrae, a pelvic fracture, a crushed left heel, a laceration on the back of my head, and still unknown but probable internal injuries. Paul at the top and adults and students below had watched in horror as the rope spun free of the carabiner and I dropped an estimated 60 to 80 feet in a standing up position to the canyon floor below. I landed first on my left heel, bounced up in the air about 10 feet, and came down in a sitting position on my right hip, then flipped over on my back. The rescue team, who later airlifted me out of the canyon, told us it looked as though the carabiner was popped open by the rope passing through it and pressing against it. Today, we would use D-rings instead, shaped like a D, and even that is rarely used for rapid descent. For a rapid descent, they use an 8, a solid figure in the shape of the numeral 8 with no possibility of opening, as opposed to the carabiner that had to be screwed shut. My recollection of that afternoon is that the adults were quickly to my side, holding my hand, assessing the damage, and knowing we needed help. Some of the young men raced out to the main road to find a ranger station. Earlier that morning, we had taken 30 minutes to hike in from the main road. I was later told that David Mayer and Craig Coots ran out in eight. The other students and my 15-year-old daughter, Jaina, who had heard me hit, gathered on a ledge a few feet above me and through tears spoke encouraging words to me. 
I remember the pain, unlike anything I'd ever known, but I don't remember being afraid. I felt as though it was my job to take care of the young people and assure them I was okay and would be just fine. People explained that by telling me I was in shock. All I know is it helped me maintain my composure under some very frightening conditions. Why Charlotte? I overheard a student ask. Why not Charlotte? answered Diane Hayes, another student. Can you think of anyone who could handle it better? Through the pain, I remember being struck with two feelings when I heard those words, pride and pressure. Pride that she thought I could handle it and pressure not to disappoint anyone.